You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. The Mets just got swept in a doubleheader against the Tigers, putting this season to a new all-time low, I think. On the show in the first and second segments, really, we'll be breaking down uh, what happened throughout this doubleheader. I also want to talk about what the hell is wrong with Max Scherzer as he continues to struggle this season. Then in the final segment, we'll look ahead to who could be the saving grace, Justin Verlander making his season debut, and boy, do the Mets need him to be their ace. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Now, today is actually uh, the final day of my honeymoon, and I was, throughout the day, just keeping tabs on these games, and the first one I was actually able to catch a good amount of, and hey, the, the game was going well, all right? It, it seemed like the Mets were going to be able to pull one out. Yes, early, Joe Lucchese didn't look great. Gives up a three-run home run in the first inning. We hate that, but guess what? The Mets get some home runs from Tommy Pham and Mark Canna. They get back into it, although Javi Baez stretched the lead for the Tigers with a home run into the third. You look at the top of the fifth inning, the Mets were able to get control of this game, and they held it for a while. The big hit, of course, came from Francisco Lindor. This is, of course, the big hit that allowed the Mets to get a lead. Lindor came through with a home run that put the Mets up. Now, Tomas Nito had driven in a run prior to that, but it all comes down to the eighth inning as the deciding factor of this game. The Mets... They're able to hold on to a lead for a while because Jimmy got a bonus was unbelievable. Three scoreless things out of the pen. They go, all right, hand the ball off to Adam Adovino. Maybe he gets six outs because it's a doubleheader. Who knows what the Mets' plan was. But that eighth inning rolls around. You put the ball in the hands of a guy that should be able to go through that Tigers lineup with relative ease, and it didn't happen. And this is just... It could be a simple one-game mishap for Adam Adovino. I don't think his pitches were bad. I mean, he got a strikeout to lead things off, gives up a base hit, uh, you know, ends up hitting Javi Baez, so that puts two runners on, gets a ground out. So there's two runners in scoring position. And look, you know, there's every chance that most times he gets Eric Haas out. Eric Haas just killed the Mets in this game, and he gets a hit. And the Tigers score two, and it kills you because the Mets needed to grab that game. And they put up enough offense to do it. You know, they, they scored five runs. Usually that should be enough. They got 10 hits. It's not like the lineup was particularly bad in game one. You know, there was still you know, opportunities. They, they, they had their chances, and they converted on some of those chances. But 
a reliever slips up and it puts you into this hole because ultimately the matches are not firing on all cylinders right now and they're struggling. I think it starts with the starting pitching. You know, you're beginning a lot of games where the stars are putting you in a hole and that puts a lot of strain on the lineup and that puts a lot of strain on the bullpen. Two units that I don't think are particularly bad. I think the lineup overall has performed well this year for the most part. I think the bullpen, for the most part, has been solid. But the rotation continues to be the issue. So you start off that game one, all right, you're in a 3-0 hole, right? You battle back, you battle back, you fight into it. And at the end, the bullpen lets up on you. All right, game two, we'll get him. We'll get him game two. We got Scherzer on the mound, everything's great. And, and and as much as the lineup struggled in game two, and they only scored one run, they only got five hits. To me, there has to be something said about the deflation that must be felt in that dugout. When your supposed ace gets on the mound for game two, where you need to pick up and, and at least get a split against a bad team in the Tigers. And it's two runs allowed in the first. It's one run allowed in the second. Oh, we finally get one back in the fourth. Three runs allowed. Max Scherzer was awful. And that's the biggest takeaway. What's going on with Max Scherzer? Because, you know, granted, I don't blame him for the the sticky substance thing. I I really don't. I think that, you know, Max Scherzer is not really a guy where I don't believe his word. And I think that... His vehement, you know, refute of the fact that he did anything wrong points to me as a guy that was probably given a raw deal um, from the only umpire that's ever suspended anyone uh, for sticky substances. But the guy has not pitched well all season long. Gives up eight hits in this one, two home runs. What is happening here with Max Scherzer? Last year, do you know how many home runs Max Scherzer allowed? All of the season, 2022. He allowed 13 home runs across 145 in the third innings pitched. This year, he's at six. He's almost halfway there in 22 and two-thirds. He's made five starts, and none of them have been particularly great, Okay. Uh, you know, I guess five innings against the Padres shutout was 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 solid. But you know, first time out against the Marlins, six innings. I was there. I thought he looked good. Still gave up three earned. Second time out, Milwaukee gets knocked up for five. He was on his way maybe to a good start against the Dodgers, where he was at three scores before being ejected. But man, I, I don't know what to say here. I don't know if this is something that can be fixed quickly, or is Max Scherzer. Starting to show his age all of a sudden. And if that's the case, that puts the Mets in a really bad spot because unfortunately, with what we've seen up to this point in the season, it, it appears the Mets don't have a frontline starter. And that's why they need Justin Verlander to really carry them and, and be that guy, be the guy that won the Cy Young last year. And hopefully he is, and that's what we're going to discuss in the final segment. Before we do, I, I'm going to dive deeper into Scherzer. I'm going to look into... What is going wrong right now? Because something has to be up for him to be pitching this poorly. And we're going to take a look into it in just a minute. Before we do, though, if you've ever been in a situation where you want to go to the game, but you're having trouble finding tickets, 
Game Time is the solution. It's fast and easy where you can buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have at the game. The Game Time guarantee is the best part because you know what that means? You're going to get the best price guaranteed. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through email. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem your code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So Rare managers could find scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, VIP experiences like meeting LB stars, all of this through the competition that you can find uh, through the game. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com. The draft your team of free player cards. Set up your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. So what's going on with Max Scherzer? It has been a disaster of a season. And when we look at the numbers, and look, it's a small, small sample size. But this is a guy who suddenly is getting hit harder than he ever has throughout his career. You go to Baseball Savant, they track since 2015, okay? Here is some of the alarming stats. And again, small, small sample size of a guy who's had a rough start to the season. You look at barrel percentage, right? So how frequently are batters finding barrels against Max Scherzer? This is a number that has continued to go up throughout his career, but he's still found a way to be effective, okay? So 2015 through 2019, you're looking at a barrel percentage of 5.8 to 6.6%. 2020, 2021, 2022, it jumps to 8. So 8% barrel rate, 8.4, 8, then 8.4 again. This year, his barrel percentage is 11.8. That is alarmingly high, okay? That's six barrels and 51 bad balls, but... That's concerning, okay? Uh, you know, a barrel per plate appearance, you know, when it comes to, you know, Scherzer through his career, it's like a 4.1. This year it's 7.8. So he's given up, you know, double the amount of barrels he has throughout his career based on plate appearances. Now, get this a little bit, you know, simpler, okay? How hard are guys hitting off of him? Last year, the average exit velocity against Max Scherzer was 87.8 miles per hour. This year, it's 90.8. Now, we look at the expected batting average. That's what players should be hitting against Max Scherzer. 
It's not that far off from what it was last year. Last year it was 202. This year's 205. But expecting slug, that's where we see a big difference. Last year is 339. This year the expected slug is 431. That's because the you know level of contact, it's a greater amount of contact that he's allowing, better quality contact coming off the bat, which should lead to more extra base hits. Now we look at hard hit percentage. Last year, hard hit percentage was at 33.9. This year, 39.2. Strikeouts are down. Last year, strikeout percentage, 30.6. This year, 22.1. And even further, he's walking more batters than ever. Last year, 4.2%. This year, 11.7. It's a very, very small sample size. But something is wrong here. And when we look at his pitches, what jumps out, is the fastball. For one, Velo is down a little bit, not a great amount, but last year he averaged 94 in the fastball, this year 93.2, but last year it was not hit very hard at all, okay? Batters hit 212 on his fastball, slug 370. This year they're batting 323 on his fastball, slugging 516, okay? Last year, he was able to put batters away with the fastball 23.1% of the time. This year, it's 11.9. So, is this going to continue? Is his fastball going to continue to be a, a bad pitch for him? Because if it is, and he's throwing it half the time, as he basically is right now, 49.4% of the time, he throws his fastball, and it's getting knocked around, he's going to be bad this year. And I will say... You look at the expected slug on his fastball last year, it was 459. So that did foreshadow this a little bit. But none, no one could have expected Scherzer to come out this bad. And I'm not you know, completely hitting the panic button. I think he's too good of a pitcher to continue to be this bad. Okay? I think he figures it out. And also, it's not easy to come off of not pitching... You know, for 10 days, and now you got to jump right back out there. That That's not an easy thing uh, to do, and I'm sure he felt a lot of pressure to go up and have a big day. Uh, but, man, did he look awful in this one. And we'll just have to see next time around what version of Max Scherzer shows up. I, I still think that overall he's going to prove to be a quality starting pitcher for the Mets. Um, He's going to help them win more games than he loses them. I still believe that. But what I don't know is, is Max Scherzer the guy that you hand the ball to in a playoff game and you feel good he's going to win it for you? Because you had that guy in Jacob DeGrom, you let him walk. Now look, I know you just had another injury thing. Again, I did a whole podcast on that last week or two weeks ago. I think it was last week. But you you can listen to my thoughts again we have to wait and see on the DeGrom thing. But right now, this team is built around Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Are these guys that can deliver for you in the playoffs? Because if it's not them, and if Kodai Senga doesn't flip the switch a little bit more and become a front-line guy, where where are you finding that pitcher that you're putting the ball in his hand for game one, two, or three even of a playoff series, and you feel confident that the Mets are going to have the edge? That is why it is imperative that Justin Verlander is that guy. He's going to take the ball on Thursday, and we'll we'll get our first look at him in a Mets uniform 
and we'll see uh, if he can rise to that occasion. That's what we're going to discuss next, the importance of just Justin Verlander's first start in a Mets uniform. Before we get to that, though, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I know personally, therapy has helped me leaps and bounds in my life to take me from, you know, an immature boy, honestly, when I was really going, uh, you know, in my teenage years to my early 20s to where I am now in my life. I needed to have that therapist that I could talk to about anything who was an unbiased observer who could just hear me out, listen to why I was doing what I was doing, why I was feeling the way I was feeling, and, and give me their sense as a sounding board. So if this is something that you're thinking about, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Locked on MLB. So Justin Verlander takes the hill for his first start in a Mets uniform, and it's going to be on May 4th. Not what we expected when the Mets signed a guy that has been outside of Tommy John uh, and, and remarkably durable pitcher in his career. He had the major terrace injury in his armpit. Seems like he's good to go. Looked great in his rehab starts. Now he gets to go to his mound in Comerica Park where he spent so much of his career where the Mets need him to win this game. I mean, the Mets need Justin Verlander to show up and show out. They need him to go out. And hopefully the Mets get him a run early, but he, they need like a strikeout the side first inning type of dominance to just maybe put some some ease into that dugout. That hey, you know, help has arrived. Here's the ace of the Mets. It's Justin Verlander, because Max Scherzer certainly hasn't pitched like an ace. That's what they need right now, and I hope they find it because. Look, I, I still think we could look up in June. Scherzer could have righted this ship. Verlander could be awesome. Sanga could have figured some things out. And, and maybe you're you're at a place where the starting rotation can steady. But right now, it has been so awful. Start after start. Guys are just not helping this team. And like I said... It just puts that much more pressure on the lineup, on the bullpen. And, and, you know, at least when there's an issue with the lineup, you could say, all right, well, Baby and Alvarez, they're starting to hit. Vientos and Mauricio could be on the way. There, there's help. There's no frontline starting pitching help in the minor leagues. None. Okay? Blade Tedwell could be that guy. Give him at least a year, if not two. As much as I like Dominic Hamill, and, and and Vassal, like, 
You know, these are guys that, while talented, while rising in double A, they're guys that need time still. And when they do arrive, they don't necessarily profile as anything more than, you know, back-end starters. Maybe if everything breaks right, you get a three out of one of them. But but there's there's just not frontline potential there. You're seeing Jose Budo right now. I mean, he's you know, kind of showing what he is. If everything breaks right, could be a nice number five swing man for you. Okay? There's not a prospect that is waiting in double A that can be called on and you can hand the ball to in a playoff game this year. It's not happening. So what's on the major league roster? That's where your playoff starters could eventually come from. And there's three guys in this rotation that have the type of stuff that you look at right now and say, yes, if they are firing on all cylinders and looking good, this could be our three that we can ride in the playoffs. It's Scherzer, it's Verlander, and Sanga. And Justin Verlander is the only one we haven't seen yet. And he's supposed to be the ace. A reigning Cy Young. The Mets need every bit of that. So that's what we're going to be watching on Thursday. Can Justin Verlander deliver? For all you everydayers, I will be breaking it all down. and also be back on video for the last uh, regular show of the week. So make sure you check that out. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Ryan, and follow the show at Locked on Mets.